Hello and welcome to Miss Checkpoints, the video game book club podcast. Today we're discussing Celeste. I'm your host Marcus and joining me today as always are the homies. First off we have Trevor. What's going on? Next we have Greg. What's up? And last but not least we have the homie Tim who's guest on this episode. What's up Tim? What's going on? What's going on? Um, I guess let's start with you Tim. Uh, Tell us I guess... Tell us a little bit about yourself and why uh, you decided to answer the call and be on this this episode for this game. So, um, I'm, my name is Timothy Sharp, uh, avid gamer, I guess. Um, the reason why I wanted to go on this episode, like Celeste, was definitely like, on my radar. Games I wanted to play, and as soon as like this year, I think the game was free on uh, Games for Gold. I was like, let me uh, scoop it up, and then uh, Greg here was like. Yeah, it's definitely like one of our games next on the list. I was like, yo, let your boy hop on. <laughs> let me let me get on here. Let me play some Celeste. So it was definitely my excuse to actually sit down and play the game. Well, we appreciate you taking the time out to hop on with us and talk about this game. And this will be something that we're trying to do more in the future since uh, we have an extra, an empty seat. So we'll try to maybe have some rotating guests in, maybe contribute and talk about some game that they're really interested in playing so thanks again um this is the second game uh greg's uh second game for the month of april uh we're a little late getting to it um but uh we're here and um i'm gonna kick it to greg so he can introduce the game all right uh so the second game that i picked for uh for my games was celeste and uh, the reason why i picked it was I heard a good bit about this during uh, a lot of the game of the year stuff uh, going on and just kind of never got around to playing it. And I mean, for the most part, I didn't even really know what the game was. I just kind of kept hearing it pop up in a lot of discussions. Um, so I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to go ahead and check it out. Um, so Celeste is a uh, platforming game which uh, in which players control a character named Madeline. Uh, while she trudges through uh, various obstacles in her way uh, on this mountain called Celeste. Uh, Madeline is collect uh, is equipped with a few skills at her disposal, with the ability to double jump and climb, uh, climb walls for a limited amount of time. Uh, she does get a few other things, uh, a few other abilities in the game as well uh, later on. Uh, the game does have some similarities with platformers like Super Meat Boy in that uh, there's a lot of a lot of deaths, um, but they're not very punishing and they don't take you out of the game very quick for like very long amounts of time. So. Um, there is something in the game called assist mode, which changes uh, some of the gameplay uh, by giving you uh, infinite jumps or an extra jump, uh, invincibility, and can also slow down the uh, game speed as well. Um, there's also collectibles in the game in the form of strawberries, uh, tapes known as B-sides, and a few other items that uh, I guess I don't really spoil anything as far as that. Um the developers of the game are Noel Berry and Matt Thorson, which uh, Noel Berry is known for Skytorn, which I looked that up uh, as soon as I saw that, and I was like, the art style, actually the art style for both of those games look pretty close to Celeste. Um, but these two guys uh, ended up uh, uh, creating a prototype for Celeste in two days during Game Jam. Um I don't know if you guys are familiar with Game Jam, but it's a kind of festival where um, a bunch of like developers get together and they plan out, design, and create uh, game uh, game prototypes, basically. 
this is this usually takes place within 24 to 72 hours. Um, it's mostly games, but they've also done board games there as well. Um, some games that were that kind of came out of that were Goat Simulator, Super Hot, and Gods Will Be Watching. Um, the result of uh, what they worked on um, out there was a uh, uh, ended up being a uh, difficult platformer with thirty levels for the Pico Eight, which is basically a, a virtual machine. It's kind of like a fake eight bit console, but um, people use it to make these kind of really like reflex driven uh, platforming games. And uh, they took inspiration from a lot of the uh, difficult Super Nintendo era platformers. Um, they ended up taking this idea and fleshed it out a bit into a standalone release with uh, over 200 rooms between eight chapters. And they also live streamed parts of their development during the process. Um, Celeste ended up being released on Switch, PS4, Xbox One, Windows, Linux, and Mac OS. Man, it's literally on everything. Uh, on uh, January 25th, 2018. Uh, Celeste received positive reviews sitting at a, around 91 on Metacritic uh, across all its platforms and uh, ended up in, on uh, several end-of-the-year lists. Uh, by the end of 2018, the game had sold over 500,000 copies. Um so that's about all I have for the intro of the game. Um, where we, if we want to start as far as uh, the gameplay now. Um, let's uh, hold off on that real quick. Uh, just a quick around the table. Uh, what did everybody play it on? So I played on Xbox One. Xbox One as well. Uh, I played on Xbox as well. I played it on Switch. Okay, and then I guess before we get too, too far into it, um, what is everybody's background with platformers? And I'll, I'll kick it to you first, Trevor. Um, man, that's a difficult question. <laughs> um, I mean, I've pretty much played a lot of platformers, especially indie platformers. Um, probably something similar to Celeste that I've played, of course. I played Super Meat Boy. Um, the goat. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. Y'all gotta put some respect on Explosion Man. Is it? Yeah, yeah Explosion Man. Explosion Man. Uh, any of the Raymans or? Uh, yeah, I've played. I Rayman. guess cu- Cuphead counts, right? Uh, kind of sort. That's more like uh, Boss Rush, I guess. Yeah. Right? As far as difficult games go, um, well, I was about to say Ori in the Blind Forest, but it's not necessarily. That's kind of close to this, I guess. Maybe, maybe the gameplay, but not necessarily the 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 game style. Yeah. Okay. Um, is, is it a so? It's a genre you're familiar with. Is, I'm assuming it's just a genre that you enjoy and do gravitate to platformers or not necessarily platformers that are like known to be difficult. The massive core. The massive yeah. core. I gotcha. Um, I, I usually just pick them up just, just because they look cool. Like I look at the art style mostly, um, especially if they're like indies. Um, but you know, I don't just go seeking out difficult platformer games. Like, um, there was one, what was it like a thousand spikes or something like that? I want to be the guy. Uh, uh, I know, I know, I know what you're talking about. Oh, a thousand and one spikes. Yeah, yeah. I think I tried playing that a while back, and and stuff like that. You know, it's yeah. Those those can be 
a little aggressive at times. Gotcha. Um, what about you, uh, Tim? What's your background with platformers, and what are some of the standout uh, ones? So for me, I guess I'm gonna be cheesy and be like mostly like the Nintendo platformers, so like Kirby, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong, yeah, the Goat, um, yeah. But I also I also play like uh, some of the indie platformers as well, like Super Meat Boy. Um, what's the one with the, with the time where you like you can reverse? Time? Oh, Braid, that was Braid. my joint. Yeah, Braid. it's like a puzzle. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> you gonna put some respect on Braid? <laughs> hey, Braid, I mean, hey, Braid is awesome. I mean, which do y'all guys count like Limbo and Inside and Splunky mm, and Fez too? Maybe well, maybe Splunky, maybe Splunky. I'll count. But that, I don't know. That's kind of like because that's more of a rogue, like I guess. Sure, um, sure. What up? But yeah, I mean, Celeste definitely reminds me more of Scooby. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And what about you, Greg? What's your background? Um, other than playing like all the old school ones, I mean, I don't play a ton of like uh, indie platformers, but I mean, I did play Super Meat Boy. I uh, played that. I didn't finish it, um, but I did beat Explosion Man. That was probably like one of my favorite XBLA games. Um, it's good. Sorry. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of something recent. I know I had played something recent, but I'm like I'm I'm drawing a blank right now to but I'm I'm familiar enough with the genre, I guess. Gotcha. And I, obviously likewise that's basically I grew up on platformers, Donkey Kong and like what they said the old games, but even like uh I really, really like some of the ones we didn't hit on. N plus was probably like one of my favorite platformers. Uh, on the original or the uh, Xbox 360, and then oh, yeah, um, that was good. Uh, VV the the letter V six times uh, V V V V V V. I really really dug that game, um, and that I get a lot of vibes from N plus and that game V V V V V V V. And then uh, obviously I'm a huge Super Meat Boy fan, so uh, there, there's a, a through line between those games and this game for sure. Um, uh, I guess, yeah, let, let's talk about the gameplay for this game. So you were saying, Greg, there was uh, like basically a super simple uh, tool set at your disposal? Yeah. It's like what you have the, basically there's, you you run, you move, and you have a jump, and you have like a like an air dash, basically. Yeah, eight-way air dash, pretty and much. And you can uh, jump off, uh, you can wall jump, you can cling to walls, um and climb up and down, but it's like he said, it's limited. So you have like a like it's a unseen stam- stamina kind of meter going on in the background. So like if you climb too much, your character starts to flash red, and they'll slowly start sliding down. Um, and then the, the I guess the the simple mechanic or whatever is when you you get one air dash in the air, um, and once you hit the ground or land, then you refresh that air dash. And so um, there are. Uh, that's pretty much it. Um, there's no like attack. There's no enemies that you have to deal with. It's just pure, straight up platforming. And um, there's. It's a pretty straightforward game. There's uh, how many worlds is there? Chapters is there like seven, eight, seven or eight, I think. Yeah, it's like yeah, eight, seven. Cha- uh, no, there's eight because the core too. Yeah. So there's, but I guess the core is extra, right? Like I have no idea. Like it's blurred for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you you go through each chapter and they have like a theme to it, just like any other uh, 
you know, platformer. And so, like, the first one is the old site, which is, like, a mining area. The next is a celestial resort, which is a um, hotel. And, like, I mean, they, they, each of them have a theme, and they introduce a new uh, gameplay mechanic that greatly alters how you play the game. Um, is there any ones that stood out for you guys? Or was there was there anything that, like, you felt was hard to grasp with this game um I don't know if there was things that were hard to uh, there's I mean there's definitely hard parts to this like I think the difficulty ramps up like in the second half of the game um but nothing that I think I struggled with too much I'm trying to think if there was anything that maybe outside of there's like a couple sections on the last like on chapter seven, where I was like, "All right, bro, I might have to, I might have to turn on this infinite dash." Because, uh, oh my it... god, <laughs> oh my. Okay, talk, wait, one more. Let me let me interject one one more thing. One more yeah. thing. Did every did uh, everybody beat this right? Yeah, yeah. I, first yeah. of all, first of all, I didn't know there was an option for infinite dash, so uh, I did definitely you? I definitely beat it like a man. <laughs> uh. <laughs> did, okay, Trevor. You, did, I'm guessing you. I knew you were having some issues. Did you end up beating it or not? Um, no, I finished chapter four. Um, okay, but you I just ran out of time, right? I yeah, I didn't even know there was an infinite dash. Can can I? This, this the frustrating thing about you guys talking about this game in the chat was that, and we've said it a bunch here too. This game is to me. Extra caveat: I don't think this game is difficult. Like, mm. like okay. At no, go ahead, go ahead. It's not difficult. It is frustrating, but it is not difficult. Because, because to me, the beauty in this game is like, I mean, this is how all good platformers should be: is you don't die through like every time you die, it's your fault. You don't get. There's nothing cheap about how you die. It's user error only. Uh, the one particular part that I got stuck on was when they introduced the wind mechanic. But that's just like <laughs> that's just the mechanic in the game. Like I mean, like what's the cheap about it? Like everybody has to deal with it. It's, and... I, I just couldn't get the timing. Okay. I, 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 am I the, am I on this island by, my, by myself? But, I mean, I mean, I don't. The game's not hard, but I will say this: Chapter Five, it sucked. Which chapter? Which Chapter Five? Which one is that? Okay, so Chapter the Five, temple? Yeah. the Temple. Yeah, I think that's the first time they they introduced the uh, the platforms that move when you dash. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chapter Five sucked. I that was actually good. Yeah. I, I, I think. It, I mean, I don't mean it sucked like it's like bad level design. I'm just like it sucked because I'm not gonna lie. I that's the one I definitely struggle with the most. So for me, I don't remember which chapter it is. I want to say it was chapter. The, the maybe it was it was what was the chapter that you had the little ball that you could control while you were in it. Chapter uh, five. Okay. Well, no, there's there's one before that. Okay, oh, it's the chapter. green. You have the green ones and yeah. the red ones. The ones that you the yellow ones. The ones where you stay in and you can move it around. Uh, well, those are in. I want to say they're in five and six. Okay, because oh, you talking about the feather? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in six. So I'm playing on Switch, and the entire time I'm playing on the D-pad, and that's, that's your first mistake. 
And no, because I always, I always play platformers with the D pad, like just because it's you know how I grew up or whatever. And every time I got one of those, I I lost all my fidelity with using controlling that thing with the D pad, and I always had to switch over to the left thumbstick. And that was really like I really really I I, I saw I set out to I wanted to play a game of ours. I've been trying to in, like do a switch game for us. But Trevor doesn't have one yet, and I wanted to try to play some games on Switch. So I was like, I'm making it a point to play this game on Switch. And other than um, other than that, I thought this game was really, really dope on Switch. Um, my hands, like I have bigger hands, and I thought maybe it'd be a problem playing this for long periods of time, and that wasn't an issue. And this was like the perfect type of pick up and play game where I could like, I mean, you 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 the way the game is set up is there's like a chapter and you enter the chapter and then you uh, play till you beat the chapter. And there's the chapters kind of divide up in sections, but you as the player don't really know when you reach a new section and you're just clearing rooms in a room maybe takes like 10 to 30 seconds to clear. And um, you're just going from room to room and it's, you can literally just like save the game or turn it off and start the game up from that room anyways. And it just made it extra convenient to do it on switch so that was really cool, but I, that was the one chapter where it was like, and that I think that was mostly just the thing I was playing on, and not necessarily the game being difficult. I will say that did any of you guys did you guys go for the strawberries? Nah, I mean I would get them sometimes, but there were times like so if it was on the way and I felt like I wasn't going to cause myself a bunch of stress getting to it I would go for it but like if I looked at it and it was something kind of ridiculous I'm like nah bruh keep it moving um, for me I definitely I went for like I so at the beginning of the game I definitely was going for strawberries mm-hmm. but as time went on I was like dude like F it I'm not about to do this I'm going to just gonna collect the b-sides instead bro <laughs> we, yeah we gotta get to that too we gotta get to that too um yeah, Was like it um, just me, or were the B sides easier to get than the strawberries? They felt done. like it. Nah, I don't think so. Well, maybe the ones I got. I only got like three B sides, so, but those were the ones I got weren't horrible. I didn't feel like I was. Uh, I was. I mean, they didn't feel too challenging. I guess. Um, so I was playing this game, and I like I played that first entire chapter, going for every strawberry that I saw. And that was, to me, where the difficulty laid in. And so I knew, for the most part, knowing you guys, like I was like, oh, they're not going for strawberries. So I was like, that's why it was crazy to me that you guys think the main game is difficult. Because, like, this, going for strawberries is where, like, the game is difficult. And, like, the cool thing or the thing that I really appreciate about the game is that, the, 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 for those that are listening, strawberries are the, the collectibles. Those are in the, the collectibles in the game. And they really don't do anything. It's mostly, like, I think they even have a, a pro tip or a tool tip that says, like, strawberries don't do anything. They're just something that, you, like, a badge you can show your friend. And I thought Halloween. that was a lie. So, so apparently, the amount of strawberries you have can change the ending. I didn't look up what it does or how it changes it, but yeah, I, I mean, I think so because I, I had um, I collected about a hundred. I think I had about right now. I have one hundred and fifty strawberries, and I, I think I had a hundred when I beat the game, and um, uh, I had a I guess a good ending or whatever. I don't. I didn't actually check to see what the different endings were. But um, I, I thought that's where the, the, the difficulty in the game was added in. 
and like that's kind of why I'm kind of pushing back on you guys with you guys with the comparisons to Super Me Boy because like I feel like Super Me Boy like just the main game itself is difficult. They like that's without even doing the collectibles or getting the new characters or anything. And I feel like the main game for this is I don't want to say easy, but I feel like this is like a you make this game as hard as you want to make it. And I feel like this is like a, a good introductory platformer game because it's really simple mechanics that you can wrap your head around. And they introduce it in a really smart way where the, it's just like this entire chapter is dedicated to this mechanic. This next chapter is dedicated to this different mechanic. And so like they never overburden you with a lot of new things you have to learn. And the, the as you progress through the chapter, the game gets progressively harder or the, the, the chapter gets like the, the, the puzzles you're solving gets more difficult. But I don't I think that they do it in such a smart way that I never felt like I was like, oh my God, what do I do? It was mostly like, oh I just need to tighten up my execution and I can pass this section. Yeah, I, I think the reason why I would say it gets I wouldn't say it's uh like a really difficult game, but it's a lot of uh like kind of twitch based like okay, I need to make sure that I, you know, I press this button at this right timing to get to, to get this jump, basically. Which, it's not difficult, but it's definitely, like... I mean, it's skill-based, right? So it just depends on, like, how good you are, I guess, at that, right? I mean, that's fair, for sure, for sure. And, like, like we, we kind of all were talking... Like, I think we all seem to have a pretty expansive background in platformers. So it's kind of surprising just to, like you guys were saying, like, oh, that, you know, this is difficult or whatever and i'm not i'm not knocking you guys but i I think that uh uh i think this is a really good game like if somebody were to get into games or like wanted to play a platformer i think i would point to this game as a you this is a good game because it has something for everyone as far as difficulty so if you think like oh like this game is challenging you can turn on assist mode or whatever and go through the game or you can just play it straight up if you want to add your own challenge then you can start collecting the strawberries and even like that's not even including the b-sides or finding the crystal hearts which i've been going through that and the b-sides are are pretty dope and uh i think that's where the game really shines as far as like what i'm looking for that makes sense did did you guys mess with the b-sides or i got a few of them but uh, Did you... I haven't done anything with them though. Okay. Yeah. Did you, Tim or Trevor? Uh, I didn't play it yet either. As well. Um, I got them, but I didn't know what you were supposed to do with them. Oh yeah. So when you go to the main menu, um, and when you select the level that you have a B side on, you just at the bottom there's a new like tab, and you can scroll over to B side, and you basically play a level, which is a basically a remix level of the um. The level, so like uh, for the hotel level, you play a remix level with the same mechanics from that, but it's more difficult. They remove all strawberries from that level, so there's nothing for you to collect except for at the very end, there's a a crystal heart, I think is what it is, or not a crystal heart, a red heart for you to find. And um, yeah, it's super smart. And then like... um, Another thing, too, is they remix, they, they bring, I, I looked it up, the composer for this game's name is Lena, Lena Rain, and I, I <laughs> typically some of these games, like, 
I, I kind of play like it's a podcast game where I have a podcast going on in the background or whatever. But I really, 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 really dug the music. The soundtrack in this game. slaps. But yeah, the soundtrack in this game is really dope. And the, the my favorite part is these B sides. Um, they take a composer that didn't had nothing to do with this game, and they um, remix the song that Lena created on the original level and they remix that and create their own. So like the first B side I played was, uh, I think for the second chapter and it was, um, done by Ben Pruti or Prunty, who is the composer for FTL and into the reach, which are like two of my favorite games ever. And it, it sounded exactly like his, his style, but done for Celeste. And it was so dope. And um, I actually, I just played a level recently that was, um, uh, the, the composer was Tumelo, which is the person that does the music for Waypoints, the podcast that we all listen to, well, that you guys have listened to, the video game podcast that Vice does. So, like, it, it, those are pretty dope, and it's super dope because, like like I said, the B-sides, the game tracks your, your deaths, and, like, Pretty much all the B sides, they took me longer to beat, and I and I died more often than I did in the main one. So it's like there's more of a challenge in it. So it's like not necessarily necessary for you to do, but it's kind of like the completionist, you, like, and that's 100% me. So I, I was like, yo, I gotta beat this and see what it's what it's about. And I really, really, really dug the B sides, and I and I feel like that those definitely are more akin to what we were talking about with the. Uh, Super Me Boy uh, level of difficulty, I guess. Feel you. What else you guys got? <laughs> uh, I guess uh, you did ask us what we, I guess, what everybody's favorite section is. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. What, what was your favorite section? Uh, probably either the hotel, which was, I think, was chapter three or four. Um, so the hotel. Um, chapter seven or chapter six. I really did like chapter six a lot. That was the one that didn't have any any strawberries, right? Uh, no, there were strawberries in that. There was one chat, one world. Six that introduces didn't. that the the fish looking enemy or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. So so I think that's the first time that they even. So the one thing that I liked about that was that's the no, first time in the no. game where there's like an actual threat, right? Other than nah, is it the right? hotel? The hotel. The... Oh, <sighs> when the guy's chasing you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Oh, I, thought, I thought the fish was chapter five. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, it was chapter five. It was chapter hold five. on, hold on. Let me. The the gold the mirror temple. Yeah, because like. They introduce an enemy by you controlling... And that's so sick! Yeah, that was really cool, I thought. And give you an idea how to pretty much fight him as he went on through the game. Yeah, yeah, like, you you basically have this grainy dream, and you're, like, dreaming yourself as this fish. And you're controlling it, and you're playing as the fish. And then you're like, oh, this is what I, you know, whatever. And then you get to this point, then it flashes, or switches back, and then now you're being chased to the fish. And it's a super smart way... To like show you how to deal with this thing that's chasing you. Yeah, and then like you can also use the fish to like on like the bricks or like the walls, or whatever, mm-hmm. to like, destroy those while it's, like you're trying to fight it as well. Like unlock like I know like I think it's like a point in level where you had to unlock like a door, 
and like only way if you don't unlock the door is like get the fish go to the top of like the um the ceiling just to like just destroy the brick up there so you can get like the key to open up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The reason why I knew it was five because I uh, I hate it. I hate it. I had just played the the B side of that, so or I just unlocked the B side of that, so I had been playing through it to try to, and yeah, that that was one of those interesting. That was the dark chapter or the chapter where you had to light all those torches and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really do. I didn't really like that. Um, uh, I guess some other things worth mentioning are, or I guess Trevor, what was your favorite chapter of the ones you played? It would definitely have to be the. Um... Uh, the hotel. Okay. I think the way they kind of segmented it, um, and after I realized, because I thought I had gotten stuck on one level, where um, you get to the part where the hotel is cluttered, you have um, books, laundry, and boxes everywhere, and at one point in the level, you have to go into different sections, and once you complete that section, it cleans up or clears out some of the books another section cleans out the laundry and then the last section cleans out the the boxes well depending on which order you do them in you might be um i guess hurting yourself because you might get rid of something that would help you um you know complete that particular section like if there's a a platform um, in the middle of the room that can help you reach a higher point faster um, then it'll be more beneficial to to do them in that order so it was, I don't know it was pretty cool um, after I realized kind of what happened and why it seemed like I had missed something did you guys um did any of you guys find the retro uh, machine on the hotel oh chapter? yeah I found yeah, it yeah I did I did that was like a like one of my favorite parts. Did you, did you did you beat it? Did you play? Uh, I didn't beat it. Like I, I feel like, like it was like an endless thing. I was like, shit. Like let me just continue playing the game. But like I probably get like thirty minutes of it. I, so I looked it up because I wanted to see how long it was. Because I, I got I was just like you. I was like, dang, is this endless? And it only goes up to, I think it was three thousand. So I ended up finishing it, and um, you don't get anything for finishing it, but it was really cool, and it was like a cool twist where you were basically playing the same game, like you were. It, it was like an eight bit version of Celeste, but they tweaked the mechanics. So instead of being you, you, you can no longer wall uh, climb or cling or whatever, and you got two dashes instead. And it, it took me maybe about maybe about fifty minutes to beat, and it completely messed me up going back into the main game because I was like forgetting how to play the game because I was like in this little like setting for a while. Um, but I, I thought it was, I really dug playing that, and I um I, that was one of my favorite like parts of the game. But I think the the chapter that was my favorite was uh, chapter I want to say chapter seven when you get the second. Air dash, yeah, yeah. That I really, I really dug that, and like story wise, it was pretty interesting too. I know we haven't really, really touched on on the story, and we can kind of. Do you guys want to talk about the story or? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so basically, if I'm not mistaken, Madeline, this is going to be very, very basic, by the way, because I'm, I'm, I took notes on it, but I lost my notebook, so I. uh 
I'm trying. I'm just showing off the top of my head, but I think uh, Madeline is basically she's in like a she's trying to challenge herself, right? And that's why she goes to this mountain. This mountain. She she needs to find herself. So she thought, basically she thought like I can climb this mountain and the Celeste Mountain, and uh, you meet like a an older woman there that kind of tells her about the mountain and everything, and then she starts on her journey, and so that's the 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 background of what's going on in this game. So every new environment she's hitting is a little bit further and further up the mountain. So along the way, she meets um, a fellow climber, Theo, and they become friends and. Uh, they go on further at the hotel. They meet this uh, concierge, uh, Mr. O- Oshiro, or whatever. Oh, yeah, Oshiro. Uh, he's like the the last surviving. Think of The Shining. He's like the last surviving, or not even. He's the last person that stayed at that hotel, working there. Everybody else left it when it closed down, and he just kept tending to it and eventually died. And so his ghost is still taking care of this. And he convinces Madeline to stay, and her and uh, Theo get separated, and then uh, they they meet up afterwards, and uh, they take this gondola up this chasm, and um, along the chasm, it, it stalls, and Madeline has a panic attack, which Theo really tells her how to calm down and this was actually one of another one of my favorite like standout sections in this game was the, the breathing. Uh, mini game they had. Did you guys? Uh, did I you get to that, Trevor? I hated it. Um, what did you hate? I, I mean, what was the bad part of that? So I like for the longest time I was like, what? The, like, what am I doing here? Like, and I'm just like just go, pushing up and down on an animal stick, like trying to figure out like what's like, what am I supposed to be doing? Then I was like, oh, I'm supposed to get like the feather into the box. Yeah, and I'm just, and I'm just like, well, damn, I wish. I would figure this out sooner because I spent like forty five minutes like trying to figure out what's going on. Here. That Man. is mashed. That this I mean, wow, as, as shown by my other. <laughs> I forgot what other game we were talking about. It was just mashed or whatever, but I definitely mashed. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's making the uh, making the feather go up and down. So it's just about timing it to stay within that box. I was like, oh, okay. Was that after but the hotel? For, it was after yeah. the hotel. I don't remember that part. It, it's like when you guys get stuck on that that gondola going up. Did you remember that? Was it after the wind level? The wind? I think it happens... It's before the wind level, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. like in between. I don't think I got that. <laughs> it, it, it's um basically what it is, is this mini game where where Madeline is having this panic attack because the, the gondola gets stuck. And she's like freaking out. And Theo's like, yo, chill, chill. And then she, he tells her this breathing technique, which is basically she closes her eyes and she envisions a feather falling down and so anytime she breathes in or excuse me exhales uh anytime she breathes in the feather is going down anytime she exhales the feather is going up and so like she needs to focus on uh keeping the feather and that's what he's telling her focus on keeping the feather in the air but then you as the player you have a box that you are basically tracking the feather and making sure that you keep the feather in the box as the box as uh, gets uh, smaller and smaller. And I think it was a really, really cool portrayal of how to uh, how people have panic attacks and like how uh, 
people have to deal with it because like that's not something I've, I've never had a panic attack or whatever but I do think that breathing technique I, I've seen people have some type of breathing technique or some type of regimen that they have to do in order to help them deal with it so I thought that was really cool that the game had a unique way of addressing that and um, uh, I think as you get further along um, you get up to the ancient temple which um is um uh the the wind level you were talking about Trevor and that's where Madeline and Theo switch up which is um he ends up being trapped in a mirror oh and I forgot to in- introduce the part of Madeline yeah I was about to say do we even talk yeah, about like, yeah. this, this whole battle with her I, so is, isn't so I think at one point they talk about Madeline like having depression or like uh uh-huh, she does so is this basically that manifested? I believe, yeah. So basically, uh, she has this dream, like one of the first, I think after the first level, and this dark version of herself hops out of body, basically a shadow Madeline, and they call it in the game part of Madeline. And she's basically causing all these shenanigans to prevent Madeline from climbing the mountain, first verbally and then by force. So she's kind of trying to prevent her from climbing. So... uh the the way the gondola gets stalled and to Madeline is this this shadow version of herself does something that prevents the gondola from going up and that's why that's what leads her to have her panic attack and so um in the next one uh basically uh when when Theo gets trapped in the mirror in the temple's mirrors uh she Madeline thinks that her shadow version is the one who's responsible for that. Which and and she and she the the she can speak and interact with the the uh, shadow version and the shadow version is like that. I had nothing to do with that. And she she basically leaves, which forces Madeline to kind of rescue her and Theo on her own. And like I really dug the end part because you had to use Theo, who was trapped in like a what wasn't he trapped in like a block of like. Ice or something, yeah, yeah, and you had to use him to solve like some puzzles. And I I actually, I I forgot that that was a really cool section too. And like, you got to pick him up and throw him and use him for cover and use him to stand on, use him as like a way to hit the enemy, yeah, yeah. That that was really that was actually a really, really cool uh section of the game as well. Um, and then, um uh, after you beat the temple and you break Theo free, you fall asleep and you dream of meeting your shadow version again. And uh, who basically, I think Madeline says, represents everything that she needs to let go. And then her and this character have a battle and she ends up falling, like, falling down the mountain. Yeah. And, uh, this is where she meets that wise granny again who says that Shadow Madeline may just be scared and suggests that Madeline should just try talking to him, talking to her depression, I guess. And they start, she, they have this long, drawn out uh, encounter, and then she ends up, you know, talking to her and apologizing, and they kind of make, make up and they kind of merge together, and that's when, um, uh, I guess she kind of well. I guess it didn't. Really, I don't know if it really matters. But you skip past the part that you basically have like a boss battle with her. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. They have some type of encounter oh, yeah, 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 where yeah, like yeah. they're she's like 
Now, I don't know. It, it's kind of really interesting. Like it's like it's a cool boss battle, but it was just kind of like Shadow Madeline was being hard headed and didn't want to hear what you had to say. Yeah, but you were trying to be like, "Come on, we 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 can do this if we do this together. We can you know defeat this or deal with this mountain." And um, uh, yeah, basically uh, they end up making good and I, I guess this represents the way the game represents it or I guess how the game is representing it is she has to get over herself and her depression and come to terms with it and like not try to fight it but to try to uh, accept it in order to overcome this challenge that is the mountain because I think the whole reason she goes to Celeste Mountain in the first place is because she's having this this depression in herself and she is um, having all these insecurities in her life and everything. So she tries to go away and have some type of challenge that she can actually accomplish. And the depression part of her and why it breaks out of her is basically like, oh, well, it's all the insecurities that she has in herself that's holding her back. And it's literally holding her back from completing this task of climbing the mountain. Right. And in order for her to climb the mountain and get to the summit she has to accept all these insecurities that she has come to terms with them and uh and then she can reach the the top but it's pretty sick because once they come to in the game once they merge or whatever and she becomes whole again she gets the two air dashes yeah and then like that's when the uh, like i like I don't know what it is, but having two air dashes is so sick. <laughs> not only that, man, I think that's the the best part of the game because it's like not only is like the last chapter kind of a culmination of everything that you've already been doing, and it's just like you get that double jump. So it's like obviously they can make uh, like mechanically they can kind of make a little bit more advanced pathways for you since you have an extra jump. I think that's like part of, the, or at least that's why I think that's like one of the more fun, or probably the most fun, uh, section of the game. Mm-hmm. It definitely uh, made things easier. Yeah, yeah. Having a second, second dash. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, with that last part, like like there's chapter seven, like that was probably like maybe my second favorite thing about like playing the levels mm-hmm. it was just like that, just like going through everything you went through before. Especially going through chapter five, and um, yeah, I think I think it was fun. And then like that last part when you're getting up to the top of the summit, I think that was probably like, the hardest part of that. Cause, like, oh my god, yes! Because yeah, there was like, this one point where you had like, and, like the, it was so narrow, like like the hole I had to go through, where I had I like had to dash you that and like jump yeah. over then up, right? Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, really? Come on, come on! I forgot about that, and like the the cool like. Uh, I have a couple things to say, but like the the interesting part about that is that's the only part of the game where they like number the sections, so you yeah. know you're getting closer and closer to the yeah. end, and it's like oh they're teasing me. I'm like six screens away. Why is it like so difficult right now? But it's so like I, I really did dig that, and I actually I had a note on my phone because uh, I think this is what it said in the game too, or like. My interpretation was like she was thinking initially. Madeline was thinking the part of me was a a bad version of herself. She didn't even see it as like a different. Like she just saw like these are like a bad version of me. But I have a part of me isn't a reflection of Madeline, but a paranoid, cruel, controlling version of Madeline. 
and she needs to leave it behind in her path to self-discovery, which is basically essentially what she did. She she came to terms with it and she was able to overcome it and they were able to get stronger together. She became a stronger person at the end when she accepted her basically accepted her flaws and uh for what they were. But uh then the, the cool thing kind of what we were talking about earlier the bonus is uh at the end of the game a year later um you receive a letter from the granny um and which she invites you to return to the mountain and to uh investigate this new area and that is that last that eighth chapter that they have that i don't know if any of you guys have played because you need a in order to get to it you need to have a certain amount of harps which are like these one-off collectible things in the in each level kind of like the 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 b-sides no, I didn't. I didn't get to it, but I, I do kind of want to go back and, and I think I'm gonna try and well worth it. <laughs> I think I only got one heart, so I, I I beat the game and I don't think I think maybe I only had one heart and I had maybe about three B sides and I like I said I I beat the game and I I really dug it so I was like I want to play this more because I mean we still had like a week before we were gonna record this so I um I'm a I've done, I've almost, I need one more B-side I need to collect, and I have like four more harps, and I just looked it up, and apparently there's a C-side as well, so the C-sides are even more difficult versions of the B-sides, I guess, so I'm I'm really looking forward to doing that, but it's, this game is, his game is dope, like, I think it's a... I'm surprised I didn't see it. Maybe it's because it came out so early that people thought of, like, forgot about it or something. You know how yeah, that goes. Because it came out like that January, and like yeah. it was it was up for Game of the Year like award. Yeah, I mean, it definitely was, but like I just don't remember hearing people talk about it. You know, like like it was just kind of like, oh yeah, and like Celeste. And it's like, yo, like this is this game. I mean, I didn't play it. You know, I remember you, you guys um, know me. Patrick Klepek talking about it. Hmm. And it just like it just seemed like I don't think it got its maybe because of the time of year it came out, but I just don't think enough people talked about it for. Yeah, I think that's just the thing with when it comes to game of the year discussions. Like the earlier you come out the year, come out in the year, you know, it's hard for people to you know always remember the you know and the I'm, newest things always fresh in mind. Not not comparing it at all because they were, came out in different years, but like I remember. When Dead Cells came out, everybody was talking about it on like all these video game podcasts, and it definitely oh. showed up at the end of the year. And that came out in May, you know, so it came out yeah. like four months later. Like I said, granted, it's a different year, but it was like that was like one of like it, it, it was definitely on a lot of top 10 lists, just like Celeste was, and they both deserved it. But it was like, I think these games are both equally great games. And it just seemed like one was talked about a lot more, and I think it mostly just had to do about coming out later in the year. Okay, um, do we have any any other things that we need to talk about, or anything anybody else wants to bring up or mention about the game? So, did, oh, go ahead, Tim. Oh, my bad. Uh, did no, anyone collect the, the golden gems at all? There are like these golden gems throughout the game. I only collected one. That was during like chapter seven. I don't even think I got any to be honest. Yeah, because like I don't know if you might notice like sometimes like in the levels there's like little broken like little like parts in the walls, and you can break through them and it'll take you to like another section 
of like the levels. What the golden gems? Yeah, there's like these golden gems you can collect. See, okay, because there there is these puzzles that you know, like Tony Hawk, <laughs> how like you had to do like combo and collect all the letters in one combo. Yeah, there is these sections in this game, and each each level seems to have one of these type of uh, strawberries. Where if you collect every single piece, it, like some of they're different. So one of them is like a color based one. So you have to touch the colors in a certain order in order to unlock the strawberry. There have been two that I've seen that are like you have to collect these shattered golden pieces in order uh, for you to unlock the strawberry. So I'm wondering if you are talking about one of those things and you actually didn't collect a golden gem, you were supposed to like hit every single one to unlock the straw strawberry. So in this case, no. Because it was like when I went into the room, it was just there. There was no strawberry or nothing. So it was just like one gem I had to collect. It Do you know what the, level? Or what chapter? This was in chapter seven. And it was during we went back to the hotel. So pretty much we went to like the it's like the laundromat area, the washroom. Uh huh, and it was just there, hmm. and so yeah, and like because there are also like these green gems you collect as well. Oh wait, wait, wait! I think you're talking about the, the I think it's ju- they're, they're jewels or something. Yeah, I the think. jewels. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I I didn't do any of that. I'm actually on chapter seven, the wiki guide right now because I want to see what you're talking about. And yeah, it seems like a little. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I think there's something. If I'm assuming there's something, if you collect them all, like maybe you unlock the seasides or something like that. But I definitely see this yellow thing you're talking about now. Yeah. And so, like, that was like like something interesting in the game. I thought it was like, well, you, well, besides collecting the beat, like the B sides and like the strawberries, mm-hmm. you had to collect those as well. I think I got like three of the green ones. It was just like I just came across them randomly. Okay. In the earlier part of the game. Yeah, I didn't run into any of those, but I'm gonna definitely I'm 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 gonna try to 100 percent this game, so I definitely will know what you're talking about hopefully soon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, don't know, I thought the game was great. I I liked how it touched talked about like in its own way talking about depression and panic and shit like that. That was really cool. I thought um, the level designs were great. The music was awesome, like, especially in the later part of the games. I I really enjoyed Chapter Six. I thought the, the introducing the feather, where you turn into like the golden orb, the yellow. Uh, yeah, I, I mean I, I liked it, but I just didn't like it playing off Switch. <laughs> Going back and forth was especially I did the B sides of that, and there's way more of those feathers, and just like it's a lot more difficult, and having to go back and forth between my D pad and joystick was not fun yeah. for me. But yeah, no, I just thought like I thought the game did a did a great job with like pacing itself personally yeah, yeah. I thought the pacing was really good yeah uh, I mean it's good about always introducing something new each each chapter right it's not you know not very stagnant even though your tool set's limited they do enough with it with within that to uh, keep things fresh can I tell you something that blew my mind what's that that I didn't know was a thing until I was trying to collect um one of the things that I really, really like, and I said this a lot of times already, is like its depth isn't its depth isn't immediately obvious, and so there are some strawberries in the first chapter where the only way you collect it is by 
going back and forth between screens. Because I didn't know this. If you, you reset your jump, if every time you go to a new screen, you re- it resets your air dash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't use your so you can't use your air dash <laughs> to collect a strawberry. You have to literally not dash at all to get like some. Oh no, not the feathered ones. You, oh, you, you, oh, never mind. Never yeah, mind. yeah. We didn't even talk about those. But yeah, they're like you could literally. So like there is, um, there is one where you basically to get this strawberry. It's like imagine you're looking at the 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 plane that you're on, the, and like way up in the top left, it's like. Four screens up to the top left is a strawberry. And the way to reach it is you air dash up diagonal to the right to go to the next side of the screen. Then you do back up left to the other side and you're just zigzagging between two screens and you're getting progressively higher because your air dash is being reset. And then you start going to the left and you're doing the top and bottom of the screen. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're did, talking about. Did anybody get what I'm saying? Kinda. Okay, so like, say you're you're walking down a hallway to the very end, right? And so you, when uh-huh. you get the, hit the edge of the screen, you're into the next room, right? Mm-hmm. So what what happens is if you before you get to the edge of the screen, you jump and air dash up forward to the edge of the screen. When you go to the other side. You're up in the air, and you have your air dash back. Does it still keep that same momentum? Yes. Oh, all right. So you just basically snake back and forth between the edge of the screens, the two rooms. And you basically get higher and higher in the air. I got And then you use that momentum to get, like, basically, you're not using any platforms because there's nothing for you to jump off of. But you're, like, flying in the air almost. You're getting higher and higher. That's that's almost something like in like an older game that would be like a uh, like a glitch or like an oversight, but then like they've actually designed. It's like that. like yeah, like say in, in in Mega Man, you know, when you're going to the boss thing and you're running down and you jump, and then the the, the door closes and you're and it, it it shows the new screen and you're in the air still. Yeah, and imagine you could jump again before you hit the ground. Yeah, and like it, it the game like. The cool, my favorite part is at no point in this game do you ever really need to use that. It is not necessary for you to beat this game, and you never learn it. The game never tells you that. And once, like you, like because you can do it, like you can do it, like in any room, you can like literally jump and then go to the you know jump air dash off the side of the screen, get to the next room, see your thing reset, but that's about it. The game yeah. doesn't blatantly tell you that, but once you figure that out, then you're like, "Oh, that's how I get up to here," and it's so tight. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's just like uh, it makes you think about how you could play, or it, you know, I guess there's probably other situations where you'll have to use that as well. So, but yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, like, man, I didn't know I could do this the entire time. Yeah, and it's like, it, like I said, it, the game doesn't tell you, like they don't tell you you can do this thing. And it doesn't really, like, you don't need to do it in order to beat the game, but just learning it, it's just like, oh, like, this is something that I have up my sleeve in case of this situation, or, you know, it's just, it's it's really cool. I really dig that. Like, I think this game is really smartly designed. Uh, Trevor. What's up? Do you, for? I mean, you watched the walkthrough, but do you foresee this being a game that you finish, or nah? 
Yeah, I had a lot of fun playing this game. Okay. Um, I just kind of ran out of time, you know, playing okay. at a one-year-old birthday party and finishing yeah. up a final. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's been a busy yeah. week. You're the man, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got you guys got anything else you want to say about Celeste on behalf of Celeste? Uh, great game, great experience. Anybody has? I, I I didn't end up getting a question. So does anybody have a question? Uh, I guess I'll ask. Does anybody remember how many deaths they had? I guess you you're kind of your number is going to be kind of tainted. Uh, <laughs> But like, does anybody remember like roughly how many deaths they had? I took a picture of the end screen, so I, I, see, I know how many I had. I'm pretty sure half of my deaths came from the end of chapter four. The wind, yeah. <laughs> and that, and trying to get the hang of the the clouds, because you kind oh of the to, ones you the trampoline clouds. Yeah, you yeah, kind of have to jump yeah. after they raise back up. Hey man, you didn't even get to the little thwomp dudes. <laughs> And the moving platforms, oh, yeah. and the moving platforms, the ones that you, you remember the moving platforms that you control? Oh, yeah, I did get to those. Okay, did you, you didn't get to the Thwomp Dudes, though. Thwomp Dudes? Like these, like, block, you know, like a Mario, the, the guys that go, mm. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, if you run underneath them, they slam down. Oh. In this game, they have dudes that are blocks like that, but then if you air dash into them, they charge at the direction that you air dash them hmm. and you use them to complete puzzles um i had do you know how many you had Trevor? uh tim uh i don't remember how many i had i know like there was a level where i had like 560 devs okay I think, was back in, I think it was back in chapter five so i'm pretty sure my death count is probably like close to 2000 my death count is od uh, what, my, so my total death count is 2,818 but if I take out the B-sides, let me see, let me do this math real quick, because it's, it's, it's a good portion of it is B-sides yeah, it's about 13, like about 1,500 is in the normal game and about 1,300 is B-sides and I haven't even finished the B-sides yet I still have three more to do so Mine was twelve ninety nine. Now, granted, I didn't get a bunch of strawberries. Yeah, that, so yeah, that is probably that's where a lot of them probably would come from if I did that. But just kind of, I think at the end, I only had oh man, I had fewer strawberries. Than I only had sixteen strawberries. Dang. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> like I said, I was like, I was trying to get a few of them, or like if I looked at them and I was like, bro, this is too much. <laughs> I just, I was like, I'm not gonna go for it. So yeah, like I said, I, I probably had about a hundred, uh, just about a hundred when I beat the game. So I do think I'm gonna play it and try and get all the B sides and try and collect a bunch of stuff. The only thing I hate about it is I don't really play my Xbox very often. So now I'm in this weird situation of like, all right, well, I, I gotta keep up. this thing. <laughs> yeah, I gotta keep this hooked up. I almost wish I played it on PC. Cause it just you know, I'm, I'm always going to be on that. That's why I was glad I did it on Switch instead of my PS4. Because I was like, man, especially with moving and everything, I was like, man, like I need to have a TV and a power cord, and you know, like yeah. at least with the Switch, I can just like pick it up and go. Yeah. How long, do you know how long it took you to beat the, the main game? Uh, what was my time? That's on that picture as well. Uh, ten hours, thirty eight minutes. Okay, so I beat it in six hours. And then look at this guy. And then with the B sides, including the playtime of my B sides, 
Um, uh, I'm I'm about thirteen and a half hours right now. No, no, you beat the game in six hours. Yeah, yeah, you can you can actually do that in less less than that much. I mean, yeah, I know it's like a speed run game. It's just I'm thinking to myself like, well, okay, so I need to. I don't know how it tracks time because there's definitely times where I didn't pause the game, so I don't know. Well, obviously it's going to count that, but like, I don't know how much accounted for that. And then like, can I tell you something? Just yeah, to make you maybe even a little bit more salty. What I actually beat it quicker than that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like I, because uh, I took a screenshot. Actually, I was just thinking about that. I thought I took a screenshot of the game. Uh, maybe I didn't, but um, I um. I just realized this uh, six hours that it's saying right now is included when I went back in to collect the rest of the strawberries that I missed. So I think I, I think it was probably about five and a half hours. Probably. Yeah, mine was about that. Like I like I, like I said, man, I, I don't. I, it must. I, I, I don't okay, think this so game is that difficult. Like, the, the, granted, there was because a, a majority of it I played during the weekend, and. Uh, and like I, I got two kids, so it's oh, yeah, yeah, times yeah. where like I, I stop in the middle of it. So I don't know. I, maybe I'll, and, I forgot and, the pause. And you know what? You know what? Like I didn't even think about that because that's probably the same thing with Trevor. And like you guys just have more responsibilities than me, man. You know, it's okay. It's okay. I can't can't be gross <laughs> anymore at platformers because I, I was like straight up. Like I was like, all right, cool. I got like nothing going on today, so let me go ahead and knock out this world and. You know, knock out a world, and I was going at it like I was knocking out two chapters a two chapters a day or something like that. So, just playing for like thirty minutes to an hour, knocking out a chapter, stopping doing something else, and coming back and knocking out another chapter. I just realized I something. The best thing. What's up? Oh. That swimsuit you got us. Uh huh. Has a strawberry on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in it, dude. <laughs> I was in it. <laughs> and the flip flops. <laughs> I think the uh, the best thing about the game, as far as like, I mean, for people, I guess if, if you really got a bunch of stuff going on, it's like you can just save and it just picks up at the same screen. Right? Oh yeah. So it's like it's a super easy pick up and play game. Like even as much as like if you get even if you get frustrated by something and you're just like alright I'm gonna just save and just come back and do this like 10 minutes later 20 minutes or whatever and just come back like, definitely and that was one of the things where I was like I really really like playing this on Switch was amazing cause it was literally like one of those things where you would I wouldn't even you know like you don't I don't power off my Switch or whatever I just put it on sleep put it on the dock or whatever so it's like cool like you know, like, oh, we're about to go somewhere. Cool, I'm going to start this game up and, you know, play for a little bit. Oh, time to go. Just put it on sleep mode and then go do whatever we got to do. Come back. I can pick it back up. And I'm literally, like, already the game lets you pick up from the room you're in. But even having it on Switch, I don't even got to worry about booting anything up. It's literally just turn on the Switch and I'm back in the action. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. Yeah. All right. Well, I think I think that's that, that's I think we're in a good spot. I think overall, like I guess everybody everybody dug this game. Yeah. Uh, one more thing though. Okay. What did everybody name their character? What did everybody name their man line? Oh, I didn't even I didn't even name her. Like, whatever the default was, I guess it's her name. You know what? I oh hold up. <laughs> I, I told Tim what the name. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what I even told him to name her. I was definitely streaming the game. 
What, what did I tell you to name her? You told me to name her Dick. I think it was <laughs> Dick or Dyke. I can't remember. I think it was Dick. Dick. What? But it was like D H I C K. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, nah, I, I normally, I always, I t- like, I would say like ninety nine percent of the time, I I put a custom name in, but for whatever reason, I didn't do it this time. So I was just the default name. Wow, you guys are. Uh... Yeah. I didn't want to think about anything, man. I was like too much work. <laughs> oh, wow. It wasn't too much work to name my my characters. <laughs> well, I mean, everyone's been stream chat, so obviously I'm just going to be a degenerate, but... I see. I, I will see. say, this is probably... I'm looking at the games we play. This is my favorite game we probably play, we play this year. Man. Oh, I thought you... Oh, uh, hold up. I thought you were about to say ever. Oh, no, 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 no. This is... <laughs> hey, if I'm being honest, if I'm being honest... It's a top five. This is top five. <laughs> okay. How many have Let's we see. played this year? Uh, you mean name them? Well, I was Doom, gonna look them up, but if you want to, Doom, Psychonauts, Grim Fandango, Hellblade, Celeste. Yeah, I could see that, man. I mean, Doom, Doom was a banger, but this is good. Celeste time. is a banger. <laughs> it's a banger, banger. <laughs> well, let me know when you guys decide to play Guacamelee. Think Guacamelee too, and uh, I'm, I'm in there. All right, all right. Um, well, like I said, man, we appreciate you coming. You coming on? We're gonna we're gonna have to do this again. It was it was good having uh having another person in. You know, having the four people. So um, I think we'll we'll wrap it up with Celeste. This was a uh, it's a short, Greg. <laughs> yeah, uh, this might be the short. Oh. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't stopped recording yet. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Um, jinx it. Where where can people find you at, Trevor? You can find me on the internet at Lyric Unsung. All right. Where can people find you at, Greg? Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Boombox Hero. Facebook is the same, Boombox Hero. And on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash xdrdmagnegroX. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mark Dizzle, and you can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Potato Salad. And where can people find you at, Tim? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, at 4HTim, or you can find me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash 4H underscore Tim. Uh, yeah. What you what you stream? What you what you uh, normally stream? Uh, I normally stream Street Fighter Five, you know, some various fighting games, but uh. I have no problem if you know if I'm ever invited again. I'll stream the games that we will eventually talk about. All right, cool, cool. Well, this was fun. Um, yeah, uh, I guess with that, we're missed checkpoints and we're out. Peace.